Good morning. It's 9.30. It's Tuesday, the 14th of April, 2020. It's Fairy Tale Tuesday. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. And a very good Super Tuesday. Welcome to you all. Thanks so much for stopping by. Do you feel refreshed and renewed? Did you enjoy your Easter break? Are you ready to go? Because we have another amazing cracking show for you listeners. We so do. We so do. You can listen to us in lots of different ways. We are available in separate apps on your mobile devices. You can click out the player on the website that you are listening to. If you're listening to us on your clever speaker, you are very welcome. Just pop across to our website, Radio Blogging dot net everything is there we'll give you instructions as we go but we'll be working with today's show at the top of the button and you are very welcome well you join the team again an amazing uh, weekend ian and i do a sunday show and that is available to listen to again just look for that on our twitter stream we'll do it again sunday it's an all request sunday show be really good to have your company for that as well but i hope you are ready and you are poised to enjoy the very best slice of entertainment and and creative writing you're likely to have this week. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. And a very good morning to our great friend, the fabulous Pi Corbett. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And all is good with me. Aged aunt is fine. Uh, the dogs and the cat are, are fine as well. So it's. I think it's good to clock in with uh, older relatives, uh, etc., on a regular basis. So uh, that is all good. Socks are on. And I came downstairs and, and, oh, by the way, Frank is in the cupboard. Now, to some of you, that won't mean very much. Frank is in the cupboard. This is not a person, but I was explaining last week, and I know you'll remember this, Russell, because this was at the point when we named the mouse that had broken into my house Gerald, Gerald the mouse. And it arose really because I've always liked naming things. I had a car called Goat's Milk, which is a very long story I won't tell now. But I also have a suitcase in the attic called Connie and I have a pair of trousers called Frank. And Frank is in the cupboard, so he's fine. But I got downstairs and you will know that Gerald the mouse had raided the porridge. He'd had a forage in the porridge. So I've got rid of the porridge. I've got Alpen in a box. I've moved the Alpen now into a jar, a glass jar, so he can't get into the glass jar. But beside the glass jar, I had left a packet of mixed nuts, and there has been an overnight nut raid. He nibbled through the plastic, has been in there, and has been eating nuts. Must have had an absolute heyday, or hay night, on the nuts. And so, to my annoyance, I've had to chuck the whole lot. And um, and. I thought I'd capture him, you see, with a bread bin. So my wife ordered a bread bin off Amazon. And I, my, my idea, so if you can imagine, we tilted the bread bin on its side, opened the lid, and then I built two pillars out of cheddar. They're fairly, fairly small. They had to be quite wide to hold the lid open. My idea was that Gerald would go in nibble the cheddar stilts, bang, the lid would go down and I'd have him trapped 
I mean, I could take him down the bottom of the garden and liberate him uh, to be with his field mice friends. He ignored the cheddar completely and went for the nuts. <laughs> Go, Gerald. <laughs> We're enjoying it. Uh, listeners, you can follow uh, Gerald's antics on the website. We have a Gerald button. It's on the top there. It's available. You'll see what he got up to at the weekend. Amazing. That was must have been an archive photograph because you'll know that that particular chain of restaurants currently closed. Uh, but he's obviously been out. This is from his holiday snaps. He's been out for a fast food. So you can follow the antics there by clicking on Gerald. He's got his own song, listeners. We'll be playing that again. Rachel Laws composed a song. for. He's got his own Twitter handle. And if you want to follow him, it's really straightforward is just at the mouse gerald that is at the mouse gerald and you'll find his antex pie we love to hear that we absolutely love to hear that are you ready for the games to commence we are now those of you who've not uh, joined us before you're very welcome if you look right at the top of the page you will see it says today's show that's where you need to click to get into today's show we always start with uh, a few games that uh, head teacher Ian and I play. Uh, we'll play the games, and the idea is you sit at home or in school, have your notebook and pencil ready, uh, jot anything down that you need to jot down, and then we'll have an interlude, a pause, for you to have a go at the games at home, and we'll have some music and some shout-outs, etc. So, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Pi. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Yes, I'm in very good fettle this morning. Good. Fettle, that's a great word, good. isn't it? Great. I mean, fine fettle, yeah. Now, the first game that we're going to play, Ian, is the old sentence by sentence. And mm. we just do this to demonstrate playing, um, sorry, retelling a well-known story. Um, and you'll know the story if I start it off. Once, not twice, but once upon a time, there was a little girl who was called Little Red Riding Hood because she owned a cape with a hood that was red. Little Red Riding Hood lived with her mother, and one day she went to visit her grandmother in the forest. But before she went, her mother warned her, do not leave the path. On her way, she met a wolf who asked, where she was going okay we don't need to go any further that with that folks you've got the idea of retelling sentence by sentence bit by bit a well-known fairy story now you can <clears throat> spice that up a little bit by adding in one or two new objects for instance you could retell little red riding hood but the difference is she's got a mobile phone with her so you can add in an extra ingredient, and in that way, we begin to perhaps modernise or give a different twist to the story. So that's a fun one to do. Now, this is a bit of a sort of special guessing game. So you say a sentence, Ian, from a fairy story that you're thinking of, okay. and I have to guess which story it is, and then I'll say one for you. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, my starter is, this porridge is too sweet. Yeah, well, that's a simple one. That's a three bear uh, one. Absolutely. So, so my one is, um, uh, but underneath the bridge, there lived a gruesome creature. Oh, three Billy Goats Gruff. Okay, you can see what I was trying to do there. I'm just slightly trying to hide it from you. Okay, here's one. Uh, the next morning, he was amazed to find a beautiful pair of shoes standing on his 
table. A pair of shoes. A pair of shoes. On his table. I have no clue. What is that? That is the elves and the shoemaker. Oh, of course. The elves and the shoemaker. Of course. Yes, you got me there. Now, folks, you can do that sentence by sentence. I have played it word uh, where you just do one word and that makes it even harder. But don't say A or V. That would just be silly. But you have to choose that one significant word or let's say a phrase. But that was uh, just giving a sentence. Now, building on that, where it was a bit of a riddly game, we're now going to play a riddle game, Ian. And for yes. this, we have to think of a, to do this, think of a story that you know well, a fairy story. Choose out a significant object. And then you have to say a sentence that gives me some clues and hints, but doesn't quite give it away. So don't, okay. tell, don't say, this is a lantern, because that rather gives it away. Um, okay, here we go. I'm as thin as a reed and as sharp as a snake's tongue. Are you a needle? I am indeed a needle. And I was thinking of those stories where um, you get pricked on the thumb and you fall asleep for a thousand years. Hmm. Okay, here's mine. Uh, I am as tall as a mountain and as thick as the trunk of an old oak tree. That's got to be the beanstalk. Yes. What am I? Okay, so that's an interesting one, folks. You've got to think a little bit more deeply. And I think we will have a, a, a whole session, maybe, where we go for riddles because they're quite fun to do. So uh, creating riddles about key objects and fairy stories. And now the next one is called Previously. And I got this idea from a book by Alan Arlberg. Um, lovely picture book in which <clears throat> he depicts characters and things happening from uh, fairy stories. He sort of weaves one character through lots and lots of fairy stories. Let's have a go at doing it, and you'll need the word previously. So I'll start off, and it's over to you. Okay. Jack sewed the magic beans. Previously, he had been to the three bears' house. Previously, he'd followed a wolf through the forest. Previously, he had built a house of sticks. Previously, he had walked across a rickety old bridge to the other side where there was lush green grass. Previously, he had helped the old man pull a turnip from the ground. <laughs> Previously, he had joined a lot of other people chasing a gingerbread man down the road. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the idea, folks. We've got four games. We've got the basic retelling sentence by sentence by sentence. You can add in something new to modernise it if you'd like. You've got saying a sentence from a fairy story and seeing whether your partner can guess. You've got creating, taking a key object and creating a riddle, dressing it up, disguising it a little bit. Or you can do the previously game. And in order to do that, you've got to think of lots and lots of different fairy stories that you know. So, Russell, there are four games there for everyone to play. And this is usually where we have some shout outs and some music. 
Excellent, and it is indeed. Uh, those were brilliant games. I thoroughly enjoyed. It's the most entertaining you two have been since we started. We had to wait fourteen shows for that. So fifty. That was incredible. Absolutely loved it, listeners. It's eighteen minutes to ten. You're listening to the marvelous Pi Corbett, David Mitchell. We'll get to Deputy Mitchell shortly, and Ian Rocky and myself, Russell Prue. Music today. Well, I couldn't ignore the fairy tale theme, and we went for this. This is from an amazing. Hello, this is SF Said, and you are listening to RadioBlogging.net. Ah, brilliant. Be our guest, Angela Lansbury and Jerry Orbach and Chorus from Beauty and the Beast. Hello and welcome. I just love playing great tracks like that. The time is 14 minutes to 10 and some shout outs now. Don't forget, listeners, you can get in contact with us lots of different ways. We're on email, radioblogging at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, just tag us at radioblogging. And you can also send me a text message on 07624 802 So, uh, Sarah, Waldrum's already been in contact with us. Morning from Nottingham. Uh, she says, Ava, age seven, Sam, age 10, and Mum, aged 40. We didn't need to tell us. It's not a day over 21. My goodness. All enjoying Fairy Tale Tuesday. Woo! Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. That's lovely. Liz Williams enjoying getting back to school this morning. Made a lot easier by drinking hot tea. Out and a normal of a normal mug. Bless you. And the wonderful, warm, and funny radio blogging team. You're so kind. Thank you. Rachel Or oh, Music from here later on in the show. Beauty and the Beast is my favourite. See what she did there? That's really clever. Be our guest. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Burton Gardner, uh, Heidi and Bonnie, age six, are ready for Fairy Tale Tuesday. Good morning to Heidi and Bonnie. Looking forward to seeing what we create today, starting game number one now. I hope you did better than Pi this morning. Well done, Ian. Well done as well. Jamie Thomas, good morning to you. Another uh, favourite listener of mine. Thank you. Uh, is uh, we are? He's saying we're modernising fairy tales this morning. He's really looking forward to that so wr primary and bromley wtsa he's tagged them in as well get online get online and be inspired of good morning to maria richards hello she can't wait for fairy tale tuesday and uh, also hello to the leo academy trust there down in sutton in london good to have you listening thank you so much indeed hope you're finding learning opportunities this week well we hope you are indeed and we have a brilliant show uh, lined up for you some great artists on as well but here's some more shout outs from ian Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Time coming up to 12 minutes to 10 this morning. Had an email here with uh, the radio blogging team. I've been doing the radio blog every day since the very first day at home with my children, Jake and Robin. Every day they have had their names mentioned and or work read out, which has provided such a motivation to their writing. We have missed you over the bank holiday weekend. Thank you very much. We miss being here. This week I'm back in school doing my work uh with key worker children i want to do the show tomorrow with eight key stage two children and have a special request could you please give them a shout out early on to grab their attention and motivate them that is key stage two willow tree community school in harrogate good morning to you jake and robin will still be participating from home with dad who has been repeating brian moses walking with my iguana poem what a great poem that was with the voice has to be doesn't it all weekend they are waiting to find out how much chocolate Gerald has eaten while he's been a busy boy over the weekend. Thank you for all you're doing. It is amazing and great fun. Anna O'Brien, thank you very much indeed, Anna, for getting in touch. 
A few more shout outs here. We've got Anushka tuning in every day, loving the show so far as well. Thank you, Mrs. McCalmont, regular listener. Good morning. Shout out and hi to Stonewood Woodford School. Let's get writing, Lewis. Come on then, Lewis. Get your pen or your pencil ready. Let's get ready to write. Josie, good morning. Can't wait for Fairy Tale Tuesday. I love fairy tales, as I love all of them, and so do I. Daisy, good morning. I've just started school again after the holidays. I'm in my bedroom in Cornwall. I love the show so much. Thank you very much. Erin, good morning. Shout out to all of Stonewood with Fertility Primary. Hope everything's good in the studio. Well, it's certainly good in this studio. I would imagine it's pretty good in everyone else's studio as well. George, good morning. Happy Easter. Thank you very much indeed. Willow Tree Primary, Samuel, William, Ashley and Jaden are ready too. I'm glad to hear it. Agatha, good morning to you. Hello, I love the show. Shout out to Mr. Simmons and everyone at Cubert School. Hi, hi to you as well. Sachin, regular listener. Been listening since the second day. Really enjoying your show. Shout out to Warren Road Primary School and 5A and Vine. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Jake, Robin and Dad, looking forward to an update on Gerald the Mouse. There you go. You've been updated this morning. Good morning to you, Sebastian, a regular listener. Hello from Stonewood Woodford, Willow Tree Primary, Imogen, Josh, Kai and George are ready to write. David, who's a headmaster. Hi, Russell. Every school should have a radio. I couldn't agree more. So they can give a big shout out to all our teachers working over Easter for key workers and our amazing NHS. Please say hi to Jane and Alice from Bushley in Gloucestershire. Very, very welcome and happy to do so. Mrs. McCalmont, hello. Good morning to you as well. And of course, you can get in touch with us via the comments. We get great comments come in. Good morning from Isabel and Freya. Loving the fairy tale game. Shrisha, a regular listener. Good morning. Thank you for getting in touch. Bethany as well has been in touch this morning. So is Isla. Excited for today. Love fairy tales. Um, also, Lewis, is Gerald the Mouse still eating all the food? Yes, he is. But he's gone up in the world over the weekend, as you heard from Pi earlier as well. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. As Russell has said, you can get in touch on the text, but also on the email, radioblogging at gmail.com. It is nine minutes to ten. Now, Pi, over to you. Great. Lots of people logging in. Lovely to hear old friends coming back um, who we're getting to know as we carry on uh, with the week's show. Now, every day, to those of you who are new, we like to start the main activities with our listeners. And at the end of this show, I'll talk you through how you can participate. But Russell, I think we may have some breaking news from our listeners we do indeed got three lovely recordings now remember we were asking you to do this on thursday as we closed our show and you have been busy over the weekend here's the first one from josie 13 years old rapunzel's hairdresser 13 o'clock news hairdresser trouble with her majesty it has been reported that rapunzel went to her local hair salon to get her hair trimmed it was then said to have gone downhill from there Firstly, the room had to be evacuated to accumulate Her Majesty's wonderfully excessive hair. Next, the hairdresser was obviously not used to cutting such an amount of hair and could not get it to look suitable. Luckily, the princess was highly understanding and paid the hairdresser a high sum of money once it was done to pay for their trouble. For more information on our amazing Princess Rapunzel, search www.fairytalenews.com. And that is it from Fairy Tale News. Wow, that was amazing. Pi, what do you think? Mm. 
Yeah, I thought that was really clever. I really like that idea. And those of you who have seen the profile of three of us on this team will know that excessive hair is not something that three of us have. Have we got more, Russell? We have indeed. Not more hair, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I've been chasing for a long time. You just have to admit, have to accept it and get on. This is Morgan, who's no stranger to the show. Red Riding Hood arrested. Red Riding Hood arrested. Welcome to Six O'Clock News. We have just received shocking news that Miss Little Red Riding Hood has been charged with the murder of her grandmother. Police say that they should have known Miss Red Riding Hood was the culprit a long time ago. As all of a sudden, she became very rich, very quickly, and bought herself a brand new gold-lined silk red coat. Most of Wolf was immediately set free, and we interviewed him on his release. He said, It's so unfair that I've been locked up when I was innocent. I've been forced to eat my own body weight in porridge. Mr. Wolf was allowed to choose Miss Red Riding Hood's punishment. She has to spend 90 years in prison and donate all her money to the Gloucestershire Wolf Rescue Centre. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more on this dreadful case. This is Six O'Clock News. Oh, I love that, Russell. I love it. And the voices being done as well. And the wolf having to eat the, his body weight and porridge. Not if Gerald's been round. He would have scuffed <laughs> a lot, greedy mouse. So I think we've got one more, haven't we, Russell? We have indeed. And I also love the way Morgan did the voice because you did that mm. pie last week in one of your poem readings. You actually took for the first time another voice in there. And that's beautiful to see that our listeners are starting to go along with it. Here's one from Chendor. <laughs> Six o'clock news. Goldilocks charged for cheating bears. Hello and welcome to 6pm news with Chendor. Earlier on in the day, a young girl entered three bears' cottages and quite practically destroyed it. Young bear, who had been most affected by this assault, whimpered, she demolished my chair and my bed and the rudest thing of all, she ate all my porridge. It's been 10 hours since I had my porridge. Luckily, the Woodsworth police have caught up with her and she's now serving 15 days in Canopy Prison with nothing to eat but caterpillars. Well, congratulations to all three of you, to Josie Morgan and Chendor for that absolutely superb. We'll have more details on how you can post those for tomorrow's show. Pi, what's next? Well, I, I just wanted to say I love the way that that's been done because what the three examples show there very nicely is tuning into the right register mm. uh, they are coming up with the not only the way in which it's said with urgency but clarity uh, using the voices etc but they are also tuning into the way in which those sorts of news bulletins are done but they're playing with them and that's being creative they're playing around they're doing it with wit they're doing it with humor that's clever mm. that's clever to be able to do that i love that uh, well done you three and as russell says we'll look at that at the end of the show now folks we are on to the first padlet so those of you who have not joined us before make sure at the very top you're clicked on today's show start to scroll down it says activity one and you get quite a large padlet there the padlet has on it a uh, rather nice 
uh, blue night scene. We can see the white moon there. Uh, we can see the castle and it says ingredients for a story. So what we're going to do is to collectively gather all sorts of different ingredients. Now, in order to do this, you can take ingredients from stories you know, or you can create new ingredients. And then, of course, if you wanted to, after the show, follow it up, one way you could play the game would be to take a story that you know pretty well, I don't know, like the three bears or whatever you fancy, and then choose out two or three extra new ingredients to put into the story and see what happens when you play. Now, in order to do this, uh, a lot of the children who followed us all the way through will know this. But for anyone new, you go to that pink circle with the plus mark in it, click on that. Up comes a box, it says title. Into the, where it says title, put your name. So I've just typed pie. Drop the cursor down and click where it says write something. Then you put in your ingredients. So I'm gonna make it a bit like a recipe. I think that's quite fun. So let's all make it uh, as if it was a bit of a re recipe. So I've got to go for uh, an imperative, a bossy verb. Stir in uh, one. Now I've got to think of an ingredient. Stir in one rickety bridge. Stir in one rickety bridge with an enormous troll beneath it. Full stop. Now, that's an example where I've done it as if it's a recipe. I've used a bossy verb up front telling you what to do, uh, an imperative. Now, when we've, when we've written one, and I know now hundreds of people will be doing this as I'm talking, but if you're new to it, we always emphasize the importance of re-read it because it's so easy to uh, make a spelling mistake. It's so easy to uh, miss a word out it's so easy to not get that uh, what we call in school a finger space in there particularly on the computer it's very easy to forget the capital letter and the full stop in the uh, thrill of the whole thing and click it before you've actually read it through so i, I read that through stir in one rickety bridge with an enormous troll beneath it and then i just click on the padlet and it says awaiting approval and what happens now is deputy mitchell uh, and Ian, they will be reading every single one. So any post, mums, dads, teachers, any post is safe. We check absolutely anything. So if somebody, children, if somebody wrote something that was not appropriate, then we would all we would see that. Deputy Mitchell or Ian Rocky, the head teacher, will see that and it will not be posted up. So everything is safe. Everything is double checked. I'm now doing a magical one. And this time I'm going to put sprinkle on top as if i was cooking a cake sprinkle on top several and one of the things that i like wearing is a hat because i haven't got much hair and i need to protect the top of my head so i'm going to put in some hats sprinkle on top several hats several now i think i'm going to add an adjective in there sprinkle on top several uh, rainbow colored hats full stop Double check. Sprinkle on top several rainbow colored hats. Quite like that one. So I got a real one, if you like, something nicked from a fairy story. And I've added in a new ingredient that might be a challenge. And I click and it says awaiting approval. Now, those of you not done this before, you might sit there staring at it and see your one thinking what on earth's going on. Now you have to refresh the page. And I didn't know what this meant 
but Deputy Mitchell taught me how to do this. You go to the top of the page and right at the very top, it says radioblogging.net. There is on the right hand side a semicircle with an arrow. And it says if you if you loiter on that, it actually comes up and says reload this page. But just click on it. You click on it. The little blue line shoots across and bingo, up comes Sachin with blend in an endless rainbow and the howl of a wolfhound with the glimmer of a ruby. Just love that glimmer of a ruby. Jackie, sprinkle a vast amount of brittle pine leaves crunching underfoot. Toby, blend a remote crumbling tower and one wicked witch. Eva, stir in one evil witch with intentions so impure. Like the phrasing of that. Uh, Oliver, mix a character in a house. Oh, now what character are you going to go for? Uh, Oliver, do another one. And this time, tell us what sort of character you're going to put in. Uh, we've got Mrs. O'Brien. This is a teacher, probably, or a mum. A sprinkle of magic, a touch of mystery, some talking animals, a spooky castle. Stir well and await the results. Liz, mix in three cauldrons full of bats, wiggling innards. Ooh, how horrible. What happens now, Russell, is we usually have another musical interlude while people are working we do indeed and not quite on the fairy tale theme of today's show it's the muppets again we're seeing how many times we can get away with playing this song no seriously though listeners we find that you work very much more quickly when we play this song so get those posts going it's the muppets and there's been plenty of muppetry over the weekend i have to say enjoy our favorite song Hello, this is SF Said, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Well, good morning, everybody. It's uh, Mr. Mitchell here. Um, I've just been checking things through the Padlet as, they, as they've been coming through. It's gone absolutely crazy. Hundreds and hundreds of you have been uh, putting your post-it notes there. So I'm just busy approving those. But whilst I'm doing those, you know... Uh, how obsessed I am with the globe and the visitors because when I work with schools it's all about audience and I want to make sure for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time you do keep an eye on the globe on any of the pages of the website if you scroll to the bottom you'll see a revolving globe and on there you'll see loads of labels of locations around the world these are all people tuning in from different places listening live to the show and it doesn't stop at the end of the show it continues as people play it back into people of different time zones um and we've had if you look at some of the stats there we've had over a hundred and thirty-five thousand people visit um we've had listeners i think we're getting up to around forty thousand homes and schools that are listened so far but that's the motivational factor that's your audience children of people coming who are um, listening who are reading your blog post reading the padlets who are getting involved so we're not just writing for one person we're writing for hundreds of thousands of people getting involved every day um, and i think ian we we have a few more um shout outs don't we that have come in from these people who we're talking about Absolutely. Thanks very much indeed, David. Yes, indeed. Six minutes past 10 this morning. Good morning. Welcome to radioblogging.net. Goodness me, doesn't time fly when we're having fun? George says, good morning. Hi, Pi. I had lots of chocolate eggs at Easter. Well, so did I. Hope you enjoyed yours. In moderation, of course. Make them last. Um, somebody says, good morning. Joining you for the first time. Ted and Charlie joining for the first time. Good morning to you two. Thank you for joining us. Oliver, hi. Excited for Fairy Tale Tuesday. 
been listening from day one. I knew that was you, Oliver. Well done. And it was your 11th birthday yesterday. Well, many happy returns for yesterday. I hope you had an absolutely fantastic day yesterday and enjoyed your birthday. Unusual, I'm sure, but I'm sure you had a really, really super, super day. Also on the uh, the shout out wall here, we've got Sharisha. Hi, excited for Fairytale Tuesday. Uh, George, been listening since day two. Willow Tree Primary. Ryan has arrived as well. Miss Little, good morning, Miss Little. Celebrated a birthday. I think it was last week. Good morning, all, especially Stonewood Wood for pupils. Uh, this looks like a cracker, so get writing. It is. Every day is a cracker, but today, Fairy Tale Tuesday, of course, really, really lovely. Mrs. Murray, welcome back to everyone from Stone with Woodford, and good morning to all my Y Valley friends listening to Erin. This song is from my favourite movie, Beauty and the Beast. I know, what a great movie it is, isn't it? Thank you so much. And finally, on the email, Lizzie's been in touch. Good morning. Harrison, age seven, from Hersham in Surrey, is enjoying radio blogging for the first time today. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to everybody who has been joining us. You can get in contact with us via the email, radioblogging at gmail.com. You can leave a comment or a post on the contact wall by clicking on contact us, leaving a post there on the Padlet. We will get through those later on in the show. You can also tweet lots of ways to get in touch. So please do so throughout the rest of the show. Now, Pi, back to you. Well, and thank you very much. And lovely to hear all those people getting in touch. And I'm looking down the Padlet. Remember, folks, you've got to keep refreshing the page. Got a lot of really good ideas. And I can see that almost everybody is remembering those little basics that a teacher would be watching for. And folks, you know what I'm talking about. Just that that being fussy, that attention to the detail in choosing the words, crafting the language, and then making sure we got the other little bits and bobs uh, in there. Sebastian, stir in a gleaming silver dragon. Lewis from Stone, stir in one whole river and a giant boat. So these are magical ingredients or ingredients taken from uh, stories that we know. And the game would be Either, I suppose, retell a story you know, but choose one or two new ingredients or take some ingredients and create a totally new story. Either way round, it's going to work nicely for us. Let's go down to the second Padlet. Now, the second Padlet is dangerous sentences. So we're working on our suspense sentences. And to create suspense, we have a main character in a setting. We've got on this Padlet a lovely, lovely picture here. Very suspenseful. We can see the pathway. We can see the shadows. The trees almost seem to be leaning in as if they were alive. Got the dark edges there, but the light ahead. But the light ahead doesn't seem pure. It seems misty. It seems vague. And there's a forked tree there. And forked trees are probably not good news. I think the pathway forks at that point. Should our main character go left or right, I do not know. But to create suspense, we imagine being in that picture. Jump into the picture. You are there. And stand and think about what would you hear would it be total silence? Could you hear the trees moving? Could you hear the leaves rustling? Would the wind be edging its way through the forest towards you? Are there footsteps? So what can you hear? And then look around you. What can you see? But don't give it away because it's not suspenseful to say there was an enormous troll looking at me. So what you do is let your main character catch a glimpse, an edge, an eye, a hand a claw, a shadow, 
a silhouette, an outline. So to create our dangerous sentences, again, click on that pink circle, up comes the box, title, pi, P-I-E, drop down one, write something. So let me have a think about this. Here or see, well, which is the scarier? I think, well, both are scary. I think hearing is an edge scarier. So I'm going to write um, at that moment. Now, the thing about at that moment is, whoopsie, moment, I put monet at that moment you can see the importance of rereading at that moment comma at that moment now i'm going to have a main character i'm going to name my main character i could say he or she but i'm going to name my character at that moment um who shall i have at that moment ross i'm going to have a character called ross at that moment ross heard now I'm going to use an empty word. I've written head, not heard. Her, heard. At that moment, Ross heard something um, pacing through the trees um, silently. Now there, they, how can you hear something if it's silent? So I go back steadily towards him. Full stop. Reread. At that moment, I put a capital letter on moment so i've changed that at that moment comma ross heard something pacing through the trees steadily edging i'm going to put edging in steadily edging towards him full stop double checked it capital letter full stop comma in right place click it's awaiting approval so russell we're going to have now hundreds of people putting up their dangerous sentences just giving a hint a clue a nudge to the reader something that the reader uh, would hear or catch a glimpse of and to do that you've got to imagine being the character being in that setting look around imagine what you could hear and then craft it into a sentence and if you're not sure how to go in use a dramatic connecting phrase like or surprising phrase like at that moment suddenly in an instant out of the blue without warning without thinking and then craft your sentence so again i think i'm right in saying at this point we usually have a little bit of music don't we we usually have and we certainly can delight you in that as well a uh, couple of shout outs from me first music and then over to ian for some more mrs quantrill hello good morning to you you are back with us uh, listening with alice in hull i hope you are both well uh, to beverly lad good morning to you thank you very much indeed for listening good to have your company as well a couple of emails on there good morning to catriona nicholson a good morning to you as well and to everyone on the head teacher chat group oh i'd love to be on that what do you think they get up to uh, and some great music now this has just become another favorite as well it's up there with the muppets it's rachel or she's back a field mouse went wandering and what did he spy an open door leading to Shea cottage pie he squeaked every morning how lucky am i living by the boiler in the home of Shea pie pie saw a mouse where there on the square where on the square right there a little mouse called gerald well i declare he will forage in the porridge oh yeah in the house, not a moose on the loose, or an owl on the prowl, just a mouse in the house, not a lobster or a mobster, not a rat nor a cat, not a stoat or a goat, just a mouse in the house. 
I saw a mouse Where? There on the stair Where on the stair Right there A little mouse called Gerald Well I declare Who will forage in the porridge Oh yeah Not an autumn on the potter Not a louse on the loose nor a rabbit with a habit, nor a Scot who's called Bruce. Not a zebra on a crossing, not a pancake for tossing. Not a fox in a box, just a mouse in the house. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair? Right there, a little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, who will forage in the porridge? Oh, yeah. He developed an itching and entered the kitchen, located the pantry and the porridge within. But Gerald got lonesome, being on his bosom. A friend would be lovely to share every crumb. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair? Right there, a little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, he will fall. In the porridge, oh yeah. A field mouse went wandering, and what did he spy? An open door leading to Shea Cottage Pie. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. So much to Rachel Orr for that fabulous, fabulous song. Keeping the whole thing going with Gerald there. It really is lovely. And don't forget, you can follow Gerald at the Mouse Gerald on Twitter. Uh, the time coming up to, in fact, 17 minutes past 10 on this Tuesday morning. Good morning. Welcome to radioblogging.net. I'm Ian Rocky, head teacher of Westwood with Ivor Primary School. Part of the team here at Radio Blogging. Got some shout outs for you. Here's one from Rosie. Good morning, Rosie. Been writing since the second day. Hello to you. Welcome back. And a very good morning to Francesca, who is also a returning listener as well. Excited for Fairy Tale Tuesday. Gemma says, morning from Martha and Mummy in Runcorn. Took a week off. I don't blame you. But now back, we have missed our little star to the day we are here every morning at 9 30 do join us chester replying to comments i'm going through the comments lovely to see so many comments and also super super to see so much going on on the padlets that pi has just been talking about so please do keep those coming in with your writing beautiful beautiful quality and standard of writing this morning uh, don't forget you can email radioblogging at gmail.com you can also get in touch on the contact padlet as well and also on twitter but for now i'm going to hand back to pi because we've got some exciting poetry pi haven't we we have indeed two old friends, Sue Hardy Dawson and Jan Dean. And those of you who've not been with us before, 
look under the second padlet, that rather creepy forest, and it says Sue's reading response. It's actually Sue and, and Jan. If you click on there, you come to a response padlet for Sue and Jan. Uh, Russell, we I think you first caught up with Sue Hardy Dawson. She's got a very interesting idea in the first, well, in both poems, actually. And those of you at home or in school, get your notebooks ready, because here is an idea or a couple of ideas, at least, that you could follow up uh, on the back of Sue's two poems. Um, I'm Sue Hardy Dawson. I'm a children's poet. Um, this is a poem from my book, Where's Others Go? 20 Ways to Avoid Monsters and Mythical Beasts. 1. If your granny has a long, thin, furry face, consider the following. A. She's a werewolf. B. She's the big bad wolf. Either way, see a woodcutter before visiting her and under no circumstances comment on the size of her teeth. 2. Don't climb anything that grew taller than a house in one night. 3. Don't make bargains that include your firstborn child. 4. Don't eat buildings made of gingerbread. 5. Talk to witches, but take care to ignore them politely. 6. Don't play in caves unless you paid to get in. 7. If you do, avoid large eggs that smell of pumice. 8. If you find a troll's nest, don't dig up their gold. 9. Don't stand and howl at the moon. 10. If you hear noises in the middle of a wood, don't investigate them. 11. Don't check under the bed or in cupboards. Get some other sucker to do it. 12. Never buy anything that has the first name Magic or Gigantic. 13. If your name is Beauty, make it clear that you hate roses unless they've come from a shop. 14. Avoid women with green snaky hair. Only look at them in mirrors. 15. If anything with too many legs, arms, eyes or heads speaks to you, ignore it. 16. If anyone apart from your parents tells you they're going to eat you up, believe them. 17. If your parents have a distant look about them, look up zombies and alien possession, believe them too. 18. Don't, hang any, don't hug anything hairy with rotten table manners unless it's your dad. 19. Wrap yourself in cotton wool. 20. Wear deodorant to stop them smelling your fear. Note, no responsibility will be taken for anyone who ignores this notice. P.S. Always wear a coat over your cotton wool or you might attract the wrong kind of attention. This is radioblogging.net. Broadcast into homes and schools across the world. I love that. That's that was that's so clever, isn't it? I noticed that most of them start with if or don't. And there are some avoids in there. And while it was happening, I've got my notebook always in these um, sessions. I have my notebook by me. So if I get an idea, I jot it down. That's part of the point of having a writer's journal or a magpie book. I wrote down avoid thorns, needles or anything else that might draw blood from your thumb, from your thumb. So that's a, that's a possibility. And if you get a list of those down, Put them onto a blog, get them up where there, and we will have our team of moderators look at it, and our team of responders will respond. We'll come to responding later on. But there was a second poem, Russell, and this is one that I really love. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, the ways to avoid monsters and mythical beasts is witty. It's funny. It's clever. The box is also very beautiful, isn't it? 
So I'm Sue Hardy Dawson, I'm a children's poet, and this is my poem, The Box. She had a box full of taffeta, ermine, shoes made of petals, those of a rose, satin warm thin beneath copper trees, a deep scarlet hood on a wolfish coat. She had a shadowy wizard's curtain, a diamond tiara, cold giant's gold, spider silk scarves spun in the breeze, the queen of Persia's purple robes. She had a pipe for charming vermin, the enchanted horn from a unicorn, a princess's quilt, a bag of dried peas, precious stones, a gift from the trolls. She had a ring made in a mountain, a splinter of oak from an elfish boat, a swan's crown made of silver leaves, bricks made of straw, long flaxen ropes. She had a ball from a crystal fountain, shards with a moat from a mirror that spoke, a puppet's long nose, a harp that weeps, a needle that pricks, a witch's warm cloak. All this she showed me, of this uncertain, her magical box, the tales that she told, forbidden to touch them, one day I stole its ebony key and some beans which I sold. I absolutely love that. That's a fantastic uh, poem. It's a lovely poetry idea. So we could have uh, a magical box of some sort and then what's in it. And of course, what Sue has done, she's put inside all sorts of things from different stories, but each one she's made special. So um, a tiny swan's crown made from silver leaves, or instead of just saying she had a boat, she says, a splinter of oak from an elfish boat. So she's taken different ingredients, probably made a list of um, a dozen, 15 things that she'd like to keep in this box. And then each one she's elaborated and made special. Now, Sue had, she had. Of course, you could write he had or I have. So I could say the box. I have a box full of and then I make my list. But each idea needs to be elaborated. I have I have a box full of curious clocks that keep time while stories are ticking by. A unicorn's horn that casts lights into every corner. A ring that creates an invisible world. And on we go. So I was just making those up because sometimes... I find it easiest to sort of say it aloud, first of all, before I write it down. Now, I know that a lot of you will already be responding uh, on the uh, Padlet, which has got that lovely picture of the sea. And the idea here is that we let Sue and in a minute, Jan, know what we liked about it, what um, we uh, how we respond to it, what it made us feel, which ideas stuck in our minds, any particular words or phrases that rang true or we really enjoyed or savoured. And remember, because all the programmes are archived, you can always go back and listen to previous programmes. This programme will be up for the whole of today. Uh, Russell, I think you chatted with Sue as well, didn't you? I did indeed, and I had a lovely interview with her. So generous, and thank you very much indeed, Sue, for a brilliant interview. Let's run that interview now. Thank you once again. I feel I'm becoming very familiar with your work, Sue, I have to say. It's just a delight. Um, Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Beautiful readings. Absolutely beautiful. I feel that you've covered a whole genre of children's stories in your (laughs) 20 things. That was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Was that the intention? 
Yeah, well, I suppose we've all sat there listening to a fairy tale and thought, oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's really not going to turn out well. It's like being on Star Trek in, in, in the wrong coloured yeah. uniform. You know, you know, the ones with the yellow, don't worry, red uniform on Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It was superb, absolutely brilliant. Where did that poem start? Um, well, I suppose just that thought, um, you know, it would shorten a fairy tale a lot if if those things didn't happen. And what advice would you give to that character, really, if they were there? Um, and so it, I sort of, having thought of the, the first couple, I just, you know, kept thinking of different things that you could do to protect yourself from this sort of magical world. I think it's lovely and, and just conjured some... I mean, I just almost couldn't keep up. It was it, we were just running away. I mean, I was thinking because every time you mentioned one, then my mind turned to that particular fairy tale, and I'm in the moment. Then I'm climbing the beanstalk, and then you're on to the next one. It's just amazing. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Tell me more about the box. The box, actually, um, the the story is that when I was a young girl, um, I used to go around to a friend's house, and she had a box of dressing up clothes. And um, she used to get them out, but she wouldn't let anyone else play with them. And so it started off with this box because, to me, the things in this box were just amazing. They were sort of sparkly evening gowns, things I'd never seen as a child. Um, and so that, that little thing went away in my mind. And then later on, I began to think um, about that one day. And then I began to think about other things that could have been in the box, sort of magical things from fairy tales. And so it became this sort of, treasure chest um where the the writer the author the voice in the poem almost gets away with it but at the end of it she gets rid of the magic beam she doesn't keep them and so she doesn't go into that particular fairy tale and are you still friends with this person um i haven't known her for a very long time we've kind of um moved apart from each other as you do and go off in your own directions so no i haven't seen her or heard from her for a very long time i think we can all identify with that and have had friends in the past that wouldn't let us play with certain toys and things so <laughs> i think that chimes beautifully as ever a real pleasure welcome back to the show and thank you once again sue hardy dawson thank ladies you. and gentlemen bless thank you. you very much this is radioblogging.net broadcasting live across the planet Fantastic and really interesting to hear how uh, writers get ideas um, and we can do the same sort of thing. And I was just thinking about we can all own a wonderful box like that, a dressing up box, because we can write one. We can create one ourselves and therefore we have one for ourselves. Now, the other poet that you spoke to, Russell, I think I'm right in saying was Jan Dean, who's one of my favourite authors. And she's got a marvellous poem called The Gardener's Daughter. And this is looking at a fairy tale in a slightly different way and i love the wit of this i love the humor and i've always thought you know going to a ball to a dance wearing glass slippers what are you on about hello my name is john dean and um i live here in devon and occasionally visit schools and i am going to read for you a poem called the gardener's daughter the gardener's daughter i hated those glass slippers, where you could see my toes squashed like small white sausages in cling film. I hated those glass slippers. When I danced, they steamed up. Ooh, sweaty feet, the prince said, and I felt a fool. That's why I ran. 
then the clock struck and I panicked, slipping in those stupid slippery slippers, sliding on the damp stone steps. No wonder I lost one. And I was late home. Whoever thought a rat would know the way wants their head looking at. Rats do not read maps. Neither do princes care about a girl's feelings. I never liked him. Stupid man, choosing a wife by her shoe size. So when he came round, touting that awful, awful slipper, I stayed put in the greenhouse, tending my father's plants. And when the kitchen skivvy tried it on, and up the shout went, Yes! The slipper fits! I kept my head down. Let her have the husband, I thought. I'll stick to my chrysanthemums. This is radioblogging.net. That's a that's a really a really great poem. Uh, I love that idea of looking at it in a slightly indignant and different manner. I thought that was very clever. Love, love, love her writing. So do look out for books by uh, the poets that we feature. There is a richness of poetry for children out there that is creative, that is exciting, that's well written. But of course, a lot of people actually don't know that. So it's a real privilege for me to be able to introduce people like Sue and Jandine to uh, children and to schools and they've got good books out these people david i think we now go over to comment corner don't we we do yes um this is a, a regular feature we have on the show now where we we well we've got a team of people that will come and leave comments on the blog post you produce now i know we're creating the padlets uh, this morning and we're putting our on post-it notes on the padlets but uh, you'll see pi will go through uh, various different tasks with you on the buttons on today's show uh, page and there are opportunities for you to do some extended pieces of writing which we'll come on to shortly and what we ask is that um, not only do you create these blog posts but you also look and leave comments for other people and since we've been doing this section of the show we've had we've had a great response in terms of uh, comments and the quality of the comments especially as we now start to talk through how we can make our comments better because when we again we work with this uh, process of blogging in schools we see children really respond to this, that it's not just a teacher marking in the books, but we've also got people who we know or people we don't even know who are leaving comments that are checked first, and all these comments are checked first, onto um, the blog post. So what are the buttons you'll see on today's show uh, page? If you scroll down, you will see there's a button that says Comment Corner. And if you just go in there, we will be focusing on the graphic that says quality comments there. Um, but I want to give some shout outs to some comments that have um, been selected because they've just done something extra special in these comments. So you'll see there's five there today and there are links. So the, the little orange section you can click on, you can have a you can have a go and have a look. Um, but the first uh, few I'll give a shout out to. The first one we've got is uh, Mrs. Shirtlift who said um, for an amazing, well, 
a comment there that was really fantastic because it had an amazing supportive comments to Ginny's uh, blog post there. And if you click on it, you'll be able to have a, have a look. But it was really great supporting Jenny in terms of trying to get better at her writing, which was fantastic. So thank you very much for that. We've got uh, Lily's comment uh, is highlighted there because Lily um, actually contained a redraft. She redrafted her blog post copied and pasted it into a new comment and made some edits based on some of the suggestions that were made. And that was fantastic. So well done, Lily. Really enjoyed that. Really uh, thought that was great use of a comment. Uh, Josie, who said she's 13, uh, her comment to um, Isla and her blog post highlighting what was great about her post in a, in a very engaging way. So that's fantastic. Ian, I think you could talk about the final two there. Is that right? Yeah, thanks, David. At uh, the time already, exactly 25 minutes to 11. Good gracious me. We've got Bella, a big shout out to you Bella who's left a comment thanking everyone for their comments on her blog post and she included some amendments as well she's actually edited and improved her writing so congratulations to you also CJ's comment thank you so much some really really fantastic suggestions to help improve Molly's blog post and that is really what it's all about comments are the new shout outs absolutely hashtag indeed um, now I'm going to hand back to David and because they are going to mod, uh, model a comment now, aren't you? That's right. I mean, we'll have some time shortly to go and leave some comments. And don't just use uh, that time to leave comments. You know, throughout the day, go and click on listeners' posts. You can click on the tag cloud and find the name of somebody and go and look at their blog posts. But you can always leave comments. It's a great thing to do. But, Pi, you'll notice underneath where we've got the the graphic that says quality comments and those nine words we really talk about uh, in class with children uh, about number one saying something positive number two asking mm. a question and three suggesting an improvement we had a comment left by somebody uh, that i've just posted in there just below where it says comment to improve and it said cool post josie i liked it mm. and i yes. just wonder whether we can take that and mould it and change it into something that's a little bit more, has a bit of more substance to it for Josie, who will love to have some feedback on her on her blog post. So in terms of those six words, what can we do with those, Pi, to make that a little bit more better for Josie? Well, it's interesting because I actually do this myself. What I mean by that is that I have a number of people I send my own poems to and get them to give me feedback. For years, I've done this with Brian Moses. Brian and I first met <clears throat> an embarrassingly long time ago, well over 40 years, I should think. Uh, and over the years, we've shared uh, bits of writing with each other. More recently, I've had um, the other day, James Carter, who, who was on the show earlier, I sent him a new poem. And what I like about um, what James did with it, uh, and it relates to what we've got here, is he was very positive and that of course made me feel good but i did need to know david what it was that i'd done mm. that was successful so i like the fact she said cool poem josie she's used the writer's name talking to the writer i love that but of course josie doesn't know actually what it was that worked and this is this could be quite hard to work out exactly what it is is it the word choice is it the way it just reads aloud and hangs together one thing i've noticed about the writing is we're all actually pretty good at doing sentences the padlets work really well 
when we get to do narrative, to do stories on the blog post, we've got to keep rereading because sometimes the sentences don't flow from one to the other to the other. And one good bit of advice is to keep rereading. So when you're praising somebody, which is great, make sure you try and pick out one or two things that you really liked and let them know. Mrs. Pierce is really good at this. Look at Joe Pierce's comments. She's very good at identifying places where the comment was helpful because I now know what it is that is successful about my writing. Then it's good to engage the writer, of course, by asking questions uh, about their writing or what were they thinking of or did they find any part difficult, etc. And then leading into the third bit, which is, OK, let's think about how we can improve it. I used to have this thing in my class when I taught, and I'm sure you did, David, as well, that if you can't think of a suggestion for improvement, then don't raise the issue because mm. the writer needs Sometimes we need a prompt or push, a couple of ideas to be thinking about. But very often, if somebody said the ending's a bit weak, you rush it. You know those sort of endings where people say the police came, robbers are caught, the end. You sort of rush the story at the end. Sometimes one or two ideas can be helpful, but often what happens is somebody's suggestions prompt a third idea, a new idea, because, of course, everybody wants it to be their piece of writing. So what we've got there is, be supportive, be specific, raise questions and talk to your uh, your writer, but also identify places where you think that it might be tweaked and come up with a few suggestions. So what I think we need to do now, David, is have um, some time while I, ex I'm going to Russell go into the next bit on modernizing a fairy tale what, and explain that button while people can uh, get on with leaving comments. You know, if everybody who is listening now left a comment, then oh. we would have got oh, hundreds and hundreds of comments uh, left. So that's an important task. Now, if you come out of that comment corner box, everybody, then you can see it says modernizing a fairy tale. And I'll just talk this through. This is actually uh, something that you're going to take a leave, can take a little bit of time uh, over after the show later on and then post it up and um, you'll get a comment. So the idea is, and we've been leading to this point, where you take a fairy story that you know well, but you modernize it, you change it in some way. And one that I've always liked is the three bears. So I've just done the beginning. And when you're doing it, you don't have to stick exactly to the same as the original. So I don't have to have Goldilocks breaking three chairs and um, whatever else she does. I don't have to stick exactly to the original. I can make it different. In other words, she could break the TV if, I, if she wants. I'll read you my opening. Goldie paused, glanced through the window and pushed open the back door. She had waited long enough for the family to take their early morning stroll. And as soon as they'd reached the end of the road, she had broken in. Three days on the run, and this was her first lucky break. Breakfast was already on the table, and there seemed no point in letting it go to waste, especially when you hadn't had much to eat for the last 24 hours. Ding, 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 ding. So I've imagined Goldilocks as somebody who's broken out of prison. She's starving. She's been hanging around, watching the house. They've gone out uh, for a stroll, and she's in there, and she's nicking the grub. 
So the idea is you take a fairy story, you know, you change it, you modernize it, you bring it up to date. That's the big challenge. Then you post the blog during the day and we'll be getting some responses to that. Um, before we go to the extension task, anything else to add into the uh, mix there, Russell? No, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed that as well. Ian, do you have any shout outs that you'd like to do now? Thanks, Russell. Yes, indeed, I do. Shout out to Ruben. Good morning. Says, can I have a shout out? Yes, indeed, you can. Good morning. Thank you for listening. Chendor, thank you for listening to my breaking news audio. Thank you for submitting it. It was a fabulous, fabulous piece. A career in broadcasting awaits, I'm sure. Isla, hello. Good morning. Commenting there as well. Harry as well. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. And also Finley. It's Finley. It's my first time here today. And how lovely to have you along for the show. Miss Little, happy birthday, Oliver, for yesterday. Hope it was a lovely day and you ate cake. Very important. Very important to eat cake on your birthday. Aggie, my sister's birthday today, listening with her and my cat. We are all welcome. Come on in. Sit yourselves down for Fairy Tale Tuesday. Miss Little Pie, I think Gerald has been on the internet and contacted all his mouse friends. There was a noisy mouse dancing late last night in our attic, and I think it was excited to be contacted by Gerald the star. He really is a star. At the mouse Gerald on Twitter. Uh, Jenny, third week listening. Can't wait. Thank you for joining us. And also good morning to Mohammed as well. Thank you so much. Russell, back to you. Thank you very much. And for someone who's just breaking for their first break at school there, that was just absolutely brilliant there as well. I hope you're well at school in and managing well. Thanks so much indeed. Uh, Pi, doing very, very well on the visitors to the website. It's absolutely going, man. Just looking at uh, John's just posted something as well. Huge amount of comments uh, approved for the website just today. Absolutely amazing. What have you got for extension activities this week? Well, this is... Uh, I this has become something I think it is really exciting and I want to play around with this and be a bit more creative as we move through this week and next week. But we have rather focus on six o'clock news and breaking news. So what you do, folks, is underneath the padlet, you will see it says extension task. Click on that. And this is where you can record the uh, the beginning of our next session. Uh, right at the bottom of the page, there is a padlet, and um, it actually has a microphone hidden behind those. You can see where people have put their um, their breaking news uh, versions up. Above it, it explains how to do it, and I'll uh, get David to talk you through that. So the idea is this. What you're going to write and record will lead into tomorrow. We will hear some of these on tomorrow's um, session to get it going. Now, Tomorrow is all is called Night Museum Wednesday, and it's going to be about uh, a museum. Middle of the night, all sorts of things happen. We've got Brian Moses uh, reading some of his scarier poetry. It's going to be a very exciting one. Thursday, we've got Trolls, and Friday, we've got the great Frank Cotterell Boyce, who wrote Framed, who will be reading and uh, talking with us. So we've got a great author coming up on Friday. So what I've done here is I've written um, a breaking news. The idea is that um, it's actually the beginning of the six o'clock news that I've um, working for the British fairy tale television company and I'm reading the six o'clock news. And the mythical beast museum has been um, closed because there's been disturbance overnight. So the task is 
to write the six o'clock news or a breaking news that we can use tomorrow and set it around this notion that uh, the local museum in a town or city local to you has been uh, broken into into there's been or there's been overnight disturbances things have come alive all sorts of things have happened i'll read you mine but you're going to make your own one up so here we go good evening this is the six o'clock news with pi corbett and the british fairy tale television the mythical beast museum has been closed today due to an overnight disturbance last night strange lights were seen flashing on and off and locals have reported that unusual creatures were sighted within the area. This morning, curator Tom Thumb discovered that there had been mayhem overnight. He told reporters that many of the displays had been broken, and that some stuffed animals had been moved, whilst other precious objects were scattered far and wide. Police discovered a strange hole that had appeared in the centre of the museum, and stated that they were looking into it. <laughs> that I, I still think that's funny i heard that joke when i was about eight <laughs> over half a century ago and it still amuses me um so um i actually think to be a teacher you have to have um you have to still be in touch with a childlike part of yourself so that you instinctively know the sorts of things that are going to, in, going to in, interest young people so the idea is that you create a six o'clock news bulletin or a breaking news bulletin about a break into the night museum. And that can then be recorded. David, anything to say about recording on the padlet at the bottom of the page? Yes. Um, when you, uh, well, everybody's been creating post-it notes. I think people who are listening are quite uh, uh, experts at creating these little post-it notes when we are writing in them. On this one, we're looking to add a recording some audio and to do this it's exactly the same we click on that red uh, the pink circle with the white cross in it and we cr we get the blank post-it note um and what we're looking for as soon as we got that blank one are the three little dots it's like an ellipsis you click on that and we get a list of all the different things we can do with the padlet and we're looking for voice and you can create yours by following those instructions uh, on there. A, a little challenge. I'm just thinking this is just off the cuff, really. But uh, for those of you who have already done this, uh, we've got some regulars, haven't we? We've got Mrs. Chandler, Sachi, Sachin. Uh, we have uh, Bethany, uh, Oliver, uh, Bella and Henry, um, Rosie, all these people who've done these before. A little challenge for you is I wonder whether one of you could do some audio instructions for how to create an audio post-it note. And you can post it onto here. I will see it. And we might be able to use this as part of the show, Russell. I could send that to you, couldn't I? And we could uh, have that as part of something to play in terms of how to create your audio Padlet. But yes, you're just looking for the ellipsis. Click on there, click on voice and follow those instructions. Um, and we're getting quite a few. In fact, we've had three that have been submitted whilst we've been talking in this last few minutes, Pi. Um, so that's quite interesting, isn't it? So we should have a few of those uh, ready to play back, Pi. And I know we love, we love hearing these, don't we? 
We do. It really makes uh, the show special. One of the things that's very special about the work that we're doing is the fact that it's not just an ordinary radio show. The children and we also have sometimes poets and writers and um, parents and teachers joining in are part of the show. You can literally hear their voices during the show through the recordings that we've been talking about, but also see what they're writing. Bingo straight up on those padlets, as well as going into listeners' posts. So those of you who have not joined us before, if you look at the very top of the page, it says listeners' posts on that top menu. And if you click on that, then up come all the different. We've got Russell and the Beast by Shubham. We've got Fairy Tale, Wolf Arrested for Stalking and Harassing Innocent Pigs. I'm Afraid of Monsters by Neva, Ruskin in Skullduggery. So you can see all the different posts. And then we click on it where it says leave a comment uh, and we can read the whole thing and leave a comment. So it's a very special form of radio show, this Russell. And uh, I find it very, very exciting. I really look forward to seeing all those uh, little sentences absolutely zipping up on the um, padlets and reading through. Um, there's one from George. John heard a crunch behind him as wolves closed around him. All sorts of different age groups, children from five and six all the way through to adults taking part and creating. So we've had a great show tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to the Night Museum. If you are going to uh, write a longer piece, then I would do it in my notebook, first of all, because then you can cross bits out, you can change, you can alter. And for me as a writer, I start in a notebook and then when I've got it exactly as I'd like it, then I get it onto the computer. Then I reread it on the computer, tweak and just polish it up to make sure I've got all those fussy little bits like the capitals, the full stops, the commas, spellings, etc. And then I post my blog. So we've had a great show. I'm looking forward to tomorrow with Night Museum and Brian Moses got a couple of uh, really scary poems that he's going to share with us. Russell, I think we're uh, we're at the end of the show today. Indeed, almost a record, a record long show as well. It's been absolutely it's taken a lot of effort listeners to to cover adequately Fairy Tale Tuesday. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And what I think we all enjoy, I'm speaking for all of us now, we love to see the improvement in your writing. That is one of our heartfelt goals uh, for this activity we love that and for the regular contributors it's easy to see but so we need you to keep coming back listeners come back come back come back make those alterations go and edit your own post if you like with some further suggestions you can of course do that well thank you very much indeed for the whole team Pi corbett deputy mitchell ian rocky and myself russell brew we are back here tomorrow music from earth wind and fire i'll let you think about what i might be playing for from them to match night museum wednesday until then have a cracking Tuesday wherever you are stay safe enjoy the website and keep blogging yo yo what up this is Lunch Money Lewis hey I'm John Newman hey what's up this is Fergie Ferg keep this frequency clear a children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world join Pi Corbett Russell Prue, Ian Rocky and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30am online radio live blogging yeah. This is radioblogging.net.